Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Can you at this time please hold hands together? We're going to begin with the scripture, the Lord's prayer. It's the 23rd number of the Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd. Yes, sir. And then we will do some prayer. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Investigator Foster and I sat down with Dr. Reverend Paul Jakes, Jr., pastor at New Tabernacle of Faith Baptist Church in East Garfield Park here in Chicago. Reverend Jakes has been a reliable support system for the Bradley family since the girls first went missing. I am Pamela Childs. I was at the last vigil that the Bradley family had at the uh, park on State Street, and that's where I met you. Yeah, okay. So what I, I guess, you know, what I'm getting to is, you know, maybe I, I just want to ask you a couple questions, you know, as to how you initially got involved with the disappearance of well, Tiana Diamond. Let me just say that I have uh, known the family for quite a while, uh, very close to the time that the uh, uh, children came up missing. Uh, since then, I've done funerals for the family. I've been a speaker and I've ministered to them on several levels, prayed for them. Uh, I have gone out of town looking for the children. Uh, and uh, it has actually generated a lot of concerns, both by uh, officers uh, on the force, officers off the force, 
news people uh, who are active and now others that are retired. So I have really worked very continuously in the effort of dealing with the children that are uh, so dear to us, both Diamond and Tianda Bradley. Uh, the family has um, a great place in my heart, and I'm still praying much for them that they will be found. Do you have any thoughts on what could have possibly happened to Tianda and Diamond? Well, I, I have several thoughts of um, what possibly could have happened. Mary and I were very, very close in talking, and, and so the type of support that you would give usually to the mother, we wound up giving more to the grandmother and talking with her on various occasions about how uh, she looks at the situation, how she feels about her daughter, and she is just concerned that, you know, they continue to receive spiritual support that's needed in order to make it during that time. And um, I have to certainly be honest that the, the mother had her own suspicions of her own daughter. When, when we talk about um, Tracy Bradley um, back in 2001 when, you know, I mean, every everything was, was being done, by the Chicago Police Department to find out what happened to the girls. Tracy did back up from the police department. And when I look back on it, I'm thinking that when an investigation is, is going on, I mean, this is a serious situation here. Well, are you aware that uh, the police um, kind of really pressed her very much so? Uh, even to the extent that uh, she might have been pushed up against a fence to ask what has happened to the children. No, what do you mean by that? Uh, that she physically uh, was actually kind of pushed up against a fence and asked the question, you know, tell us what's going on. Tracy did tell me about that, and she did tell me that, you know, there were times that, you know, she didn't feel like she was treated fairly by the police. And I believe her. Yeah, and I talked to the uh, deputy superintendent, and I told him, I said, don't, don't, you, don't you guys do that. Don't you put your hands on her. You know? Correct. I and, agree. And he agreed. He said, but Reverend... We're trying to find the children. We're trying to find the children. Had Tracy by any chance ever called you out of the blue and, you know, either discussed any information with you in reference to the children or just to lean on you to uh, either get a spiritual moment of anything of that nature? I've only um, prayed with... Um, Tracy in the areas when the uh, officers would press her heavily. I've learned that she has um, many advisors. Uh, some of them are uh, friends that are very close. One gentleman is um, a former firefighter and um, 
and he seems to be the person that she looks to even in the crowd he's he's there he's the person that she uh, leans on for advice on how to handle herself i see After talking to Reverend Jakes, we're turning our attention to one of the biggest missing pieces from this case, Chandra Stewart. Chandra Stewart is a woman who was also romantically linked to George Washington around the time the girls went missing. There are reports that George Washington spent the first part of the evening of the 5th with her before seeing Tracy overnight and into the morning of the 6th. Chandra was also confirmed to be with George the afternoon of the 6th, after the girls were known to be missing. Because of some of the information that's been put out there right now, we uh-huh. felt like it was important that we get a hold of Chandra Stewart. Okay. But we're also able to locate a person that is listed as her husband, who lives in Oak Park. So we tried a couple of weeks ago to contact her by phone. She had nine different phone numbers and none of them worked. Not one phone number worked for her. So we tried to contact this person that's listed as her husband and um, he lives in Oak Park. Mm -hmm. And um, I did leave a message on one of the numbers for him. I'm not sure if it's his number or not. The other number was no good. So obviously it's two weeks later and I never got a phone call back. So. I do think it's important at some point that we try to reach her simply because, you know, we've had people saying that Tracy and George spent the night at George's house that night. The phone records don't support that. But if we could talk to Chandra and if she remembered that night, she would be able to put some clarity to that. That way we would know at least, okay, well, George Washington was at Chandra's house that night and then we know that he headed to Tracy's around 4.30 in the morning or four o'clock in the morning. The initial interviews that Chanda gives, she does state this. The phone records support that. Again, though, we're going back to what these other folks are saying right now that, you know, Tracy and George spent the night at his house, the kids were left alone. I think it would be best in our course of investigation that if we heard it right from Chandra's own two lips that yes, he spent the night with me the night before into the sixth and left you know, sometime around 3.30 or four o'clock in the morning. 
George's statement also says that he went to Chandra's right after he found out the kids were missing. He dropped Tracy off to look for them and left. Although the last known address we have for Chandra is out of state, Ed found a lead towards locating her husband, Xavier. And he just lives an hour away. Now, Xavier Jones, this is possibly Chandra Stewart's husband. Correct. So we are at uh, ex-husband or current husband of Chandra Stewart. Wonderful if they were in there married together. Now, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Foster, if you take the lead. I'll take the lead. Exactly the way we've done it. Hey, Xavier, how are you? Hey, Great. Hi, how are you? Oh, Mr. Jones? Good investigators, how are you? Good, good, good. Good to see Xavier you. Xavier Jones? Good, Carol. The charge is probably Okay, what's the problem? <laughs> we are looking for Chinese children. My wife? Is that your wife? Yeah. Oh, is she here? <laughs> no. Uh, do you want to know why we're looking for her? Uh, I'm sure it has something to do with some, some case with a case. Yes. 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 So Can she you tell me, us what you know about it? She told me about it. Um, she dated the guy. She don't know all the details of what happened, but sure. that was as far as, as far I got from it. Okay. okay. Yeah. We are looking into this. It's 22 years tomorrow that the kids went missing. Okay. So I years. worked on it in 2001. In 2001. Okay. When the girls came missing. Okay. I'm retired from CPD as well. I thought it was my dogs. I'm like, did my dogs <laughs> bite anybody? <laughs> so what does my wife have to do? No. We, well, your wife right now is what we consider the material witness of the events that occurred on that day with the gentleman that she was actually dating. Because right. around this time every year, you guys contact her and she, we talk and I'm like, you know, she told me what she knew, and that was it. Yeah. Well, Do you recall what again, she said? Not really. Okay. Not really. She's not in any trouble. No. We just. I I know, get it. You, we we because there's what I there's, there's no there's no expiration for murder. No. So I'm gonna call her and let her know that you guys gonna be called. She's at work right now. Okay. And let her know it's gonna be uh, investigated child foster. Okay. Well, well, she knew you guys were going to be contacting her oh, soon. Really? Because <laughs> it's like every year around this time. Mm. You heard when Xavier said, is the guy in jail? Mm-hmm. She's like, nope, not yet, but we working on it. You know? I, I just, wow. This was so worth the ride up here. I mean, meeting this guy has been like the brightest thing that has happened. In a long time, yeah. In this investigation, you know, we just gotta make this happen. See what we can, right? It. The fact that he's he was so forthcoming, <clears throat> honest, you know, and wanting to do best by the case. Mm -hmm. I think if he had known anything more, he certainly would have volunteered. I don't think we'd have even had to ask him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't hesitate to give us her number. You know, I mean, and I understand with him, you know, saying, well, I'm going to give her a call and let her know you're going to call. And, you know, Here's her if she's anything like him, she'll, she'll be, she'll be a wonderful uh, witness. And again, the easiest thing to tell people, tell us the truth. I mean, it's just tell us the truth.
I'm speaking with Shalia Bradley-Smith, Tracy Bradley's aunt, who arrived in Chicago shortly after the girls went missing. Tiny is the nickname that Shalia gives Tracy's mother, Mary. We're talking about the alleged voicemail that was left on Tracy's cell phone by Tianda the morning she went missing. When you got there, what was that situation looking like? It was that old moment in everybody's eyes, including my older sister, uh, Tiny. Okay. But then she also expressed, it's a damn shame. This bitch done let something happen to her kids. Okay, so when you were listening to it, you are thinking of George Washington. George Washington. Despite the chaos of those first 48 hours, Shalia remembers a family member playing her the voicemail that stated George was at the door. But the question remains, which George could it have been? At first glance, many of the families did and still do believe this to be George Washington. But there was another George that was very close to the family at the time. Does anybody know what time that call what time that message was left. Does anybody recall? I Lord, remember you know. it was either 8.02 or 8.20 a.m. I remembered that. So by Tianda saying George is at the door, it could have been George Washington or it could have been George Senor. Well, would that be fair to say? I didn't know his name was George Senor at first. Okay. I had only known him as Porgy. Did Tracy ever give you any idea what she thought happened to the girls. She gave me an idea when she hit the table saying it wasn't Porgy. She was saying George took him. And she wanted you to believe that it's George Washington. Yeah, the, the family did too. Tiny would too, but I remember Tiny saying, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them motherfuckers didn't do it. And that's when she was telling me about when poor G George Senor had said we should play a joke on Tracy and fuck her head up and take the kids. And I, and I know I've said before, it was George Washington based upon what my family was pushing me to think. And different people were putting it in my mind to, to believe why it could be. But George Senor, I think, he took my nieces. George Senor, who also goes by the nickname Porgy to most of the Bradley family, looms large. He was a friend to Tracy Bradley, a confidant, and even a safe haven for her daughters when she was not around. Let's talk about a little bit about George Senor. The infamous George Senor, Chicago yeah. Fire Department paramedic living in low-income housing. Right. But he's quite a character within himself. His family, from what I understand, grew up on the, on the Stateway uh, Plaza buildings at okay. 4848. Right. So some kind of way, I, I believe it was George Senor that ended up at the Lake Grove Village apartment complex on 35th and Lake Park first. And he actually got Tracy in there. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So, yeah. so I've I've learned that from you know one of Tracy's family members. Okay. And so now you know he and Tracy are bosom buddies. Right. In this living in this apartment complex together, right. they know each other very well. Right. And. 
George Senor is, you know, I mean, he, he has some stature with himself. You know, he works for the Chicago Fire Department. So, you know, people kind of look up to that. You know, and and uh, so I'm sure that he was kind of like, uh, you know, the person to know living in low-income housing uh, complex. Yeah. Now, George Senor, from what I understand, he uh, was one of the main caretakers of Tianda and Diamond. Yes. Uh, especially Diamond. This dude, he um, has a uh, good relationship with Tracy. She trusts him. She leaves her babies with him. Yes. And when she don't leave her babies with him, he would be contacted or he would go by there and find the kids alone. Right. And this would upset him because this was Tracy's normal routine. Yes. To leave these kids alone. See, I think Senor even at one point had uh, keys to Tracy's apartment and the kids were told if they got home and Tracy wasn't there, they were to go to Senor's apartment. So I thought that was interesting too. The kids obviously had his um, his trust. Tracy obviously had his trust. So um, they wouldn't call him George, they would call him Porgy. Going back to my interview with Reverend Jakes, I haven't been able to shake one thing he said to me. I've learned that she has many advisors. Uh, some of them are uh, friends that are very close. Uh, one gentleman is um, um, a former firefighter, and he seems to be the person that she looks to, even in the crowd. He's he's there. Uh, he. He's the person that she uh, leans on for advice on how to handle herself. What's his name, if you recall? Uh, I think it's Senor. Oh, Mr. Senor, George Senor. Are you familiar with I him? I am very familiar with Mr. Senor. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Have you ever heard the expression, perfect is the enemy of good? I think about that a lot, especially when it comes to my body and health, because perfect does not exist. It's a total trap. Noom isn't into this perfection thing either. Its unique approach is tailored to each person's psychology and biology. From coaching to recipes, Noom's app provides personalized information to help you on your journey, no one else's journey. I also think it's great that Noom doesn't restrict what you can eat, and it doesn't shame you for treating yourself. And treat yourself, you should. What's more, Noom's approach is grounded in science. They've even published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles about how they work. To date, Noom has helped more than 5.2 million people lose weight by helping them build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. So why not give it a try? Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. As it relates to the case, George Senior was there from the beginning. The next days and the days afterwards, I know he, if I'm not mistaken, according to the girls, he goes and picks them up from Tiny's house when it's determined that the kids are missing. And at that point, he's being quite helpful, more helpful than George Washington was being, that's for sure. You know, we, yeah, we have to figure out what his role, if any, in this whole thing was. Well, sometimes the most helpful ones are, they're just helping you to get you off of their back. And George Washington didn't help out, maybe because he really didn't do anything. Yeah. On the surface, George Senor's involvement seems out of the question. But there's one piece of alleged evidence that to some in the Bradley family makes George Senor culpable. His possible involvement stems from a supposed phone call from his stepdaughter that both Felicia and Chilea allegedly heard. However, we do not have records of this phone call, and descriptions of it now differ. And so it's been said through interviews with other relatives that George Senor had uh, made a statement to one of the family members that uh, we should play a trick on Tracy and take her kids for a couple of weeks to scare the shit out of her. Right. And that was said in April of 2001. And he continued to say it. And the person, the family member who, who made the statement said he didn't say it one or two times. He said it at least five times. So he was building on this idea right. of 
being pissed off with Tracy for leaving the girls alone, and he was planning to take the kids. Right. Right. And lo and behold, the kids come up taken or missing or they just vanished into thin air. Poor G, or George Senor, I should say, is related to a young lady by the name of Elexion Waller. Now, Alexion Waller, as I'm told, is his stepdaughter. So now, on the day that uh, the kids come up missing, which was the 6th, by the 7th, Shalia Bradley had made it to Chicago. Correct. She's in Tracy's apartment with her sister, Felicia, who they call Fifi from time to time. Correct. The phone rings. Fifi answers the phone. And it's Alexion Waller on the phone, who they call Lexi. Okay. She's demanding to speak to Tracy. Tracy's not there, according to Felicia. Tracy is at the police station. And this is when? On the 6th? This is on the the 7th. 7th. It has to be the 7th. Right, okay. And so Felicia asked her, "What, what do you want? And she said, well, this shit was supposed to be a joke. Right. And it has gone too far. So Felicia calls Shalia to the phone. Okay. She gives Shalia the phone. Shalia asks what's happening, what's going on, and she says the same statement to Shalia. This was supposed to be a joke. This shit has gone too far. Right. That's This is the first time I've heard all of this. Uh, I did not read any of this. I never got that far. It certainly is um, interesting. I don't even know if Lexi was interviewed back you know, 20 years ago. I mean, if this was reported back to the police back in 2001 when these kids went missing, my fervent hope is that they would have definitely sent somebody out there to investigate this. Unfortunately, we don't know. Even if we go and talk to Lexi now, she could tell us to go pound sand. Was it the house phone? Yes, it was the home phone, not a cell phone. Okay. And I wouldn't let nobody use it. I wouldn't let nobody answer it. But I had to go to the bathroom. And the phone was ringing as I was going to the bathroom. And I'd say, Fifi, get that, Felicia. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And I went in the bathroom. And, and as I was coming out, Fifi said, girl, come here. Listen to this shit here. And I'm like, who is that? She said, this Alexis. And I'm like, OK, who is she? But she didn't get a chance to tell me who she was. But she said, tell my sister just what you told me. And Alexa, well, I asked them for her and I said, hello. And she said, hey, uh, this Alexa, you know, this shit done went too damn far. This this shit's supposed to have been a joke. Mm -hmm. And it's been taken too damn far. And I said, what shit been taken too damn far? She said, Tracy kids. Then she hung up the phone. When I spoke of Tracy about this phone call, though relatives have said that they informed her of it, Tracy has no recollection of ever hearing about a supposed joke played on her by George Senor. Did Felicia or your mama Tyne ever tell you that George Senor had made that statement that he was gonna play a joke on you because you kept leaving the kids alone? 
You don't recall that? This is real important, Tracy. I know, but I don't remember. A phone call came to your house. Felicia never told you that. Felicia or Shalia, when you were at the police station being questioned. No, I never heard it. I don't even know about that. Did nobody tell me nothing about well, that? Well, here it goes. Somebody called your house, talked to Felicia, and told Felicia that this was supposed to be a gym. Felicia goes, hold on, let me t- let you talk to my, uh, my, my sister. Shalia got on the phone, and Shalia said, what'd she say? This is supposed to be a gym. I hung up the phone. What she know. said was, you know somebody named Lexi? Alexi? Yeah. Who is she related to? She's uh, uh, George Senior uh, stepdaughter. Exactly. That girl called your house. She wanted to speak to you. You were not home. Fifi told her, Tracy not here. She was like, no, nah, I, I need to talk to Tracy. I need to talk to Tracy. Mm. Fifi said, tell me what you need to say to Tracy. She said, this was supposed to be a joke. This was supposed to be a prank on Tracy, and this shit has gone too far. That's exactly what she said. And she also now, now, Felicia panicked. You know how Felicia is. As tiny as she is, mm-hmm. she panics. She gets Shalia to the phone. Shalia, get this phone and listen to what this girl is saying. She tells Shalia the same thing. They informed you that this phone call came. I don't remember. I don't remember. Rita was also unaware of the phone call Alexion allegedly made and of the joke George Senor allegedly played on Tracy. In fact, she had nothing but good things to say about George Senor. It was said, and I, I don't know if you had ever heard this before, that Porgy had made a statement to Felicia. Oh. That we should play a trick on Tracy and take her kids and scare the shit out of her so she'll stop leaving them alone. You ever heard that before? I never heard that come at Porgy. Let me just get a little bit off course just to ask ask some questions and get an understanding just for factual. When you guys were left at the home at your house on many occasions, it's no secret it had not happened, had Porgy came over and become either a babysitter, had he ever called you guys to make sure that you was guys okay? He'll just call out, is your mama there? Mm-hmm. But he never really babysit us at our house unless my mama told him to come up. But I don't recall really babysitting our house. I bought recalling us going to his house. Mm-hmm. So you guys would go over there? Over yeah, to because she has sent us over there. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. What do you recall happening at his house when you would go over there? Nothing. We just watched TV. His daughter would be there. Mm-hmm. Now y'all you know it's nothing. He never touched us or nothing. Okay. Not never. Okay. And he took good care of you. Yeah. Okay. Like boy, you never hung. Like I in my heart, I'm telling y'all I don't believe he did nothing to them. With all accounts varying to such a degree, it's impossible to pin down the truth without seeing the records, which are unfortunately lost to time. We had to step into the field and track down Alexion, 
to see if she could remember this phone call and to corroborate any of the information that we've received. If any part of it is true, our investigation would turn directly to George Senor. Investigator Foster and I began the search for Alexion's information, an address or phone number, something that would give us a lead. No one in the Bradley family referred to Porgy as George. If we're able to get our hands on the alleged voicemail left by Tianda, saying that George is at the door, it would be hard to tie it to Porgy. According to Rita and Victoria, they hardly even knew that was his real name. Because they was trying to get it mixed up because she was saying George, George Porgy. She never Porgy. said Porgy. We never called Porgy, Porgy George, George, never in our never. life. We never went by that name. So there's no misunderstanding? No, no misunderstanding. She could have been no. talking about no. Porgy. No, no. Because if she would have, if, if it was Porgy, she would have said Porgy. Porgy, yes. We yeah. always call him Porgy. We never right. called we never him George called him a George. day in our life. It was crazy. We didn't even know his name was George at first. Yeah, like we just <laughs> knew that Porgy. We, we didn't know yeah. his name was George at first. Okay. I learned his name was George when the when case came started. Missing, yeah? Because we just called him Porgy. We just called him Porgy. Okay. I had no idea. on the next episode of Disappeared, The Bradley Sisters. Hello. Hello. Hey, Chandra, how are you? Here. So I understand that, you know, back in 2001, you, you knew George Washington. And tell me, how long were you involved with him? Oh, man. Um, we were dating, I want to say, maybe, a, maybe two years. And he was always getting up in the middle of the night, maybe a year into dating him. I would be asleep, and I would, if I got up to use the bathroom, he would be gone. Disappeared the Bradley Sisters is produced by Entertainment One, Gary Sherman Films, and Mainstay Entertainment for Discovery ID. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcast, and we'd love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.